0: Well, listener, you are back, and so am I. This is Kim Honeycutt. I am the co-founder, presidente of ICU Talks. We are a mental health speaking ministry. We love everybody, and we want everyone to know there's a place to go, there's an atmosphere to be in that is non-judgmental, and that whatever you have been through, benign or chaotic, God can use it, and it can't be used if it stays in the dark. And so we give a place where it can be out on the stage or out in a support group or on a podcast. Like today. So welcome to IC Talks podcast here. Voices, I have a friend
1: here with me MC and, and then we got a special guest. So LJ, as our MC, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. I'm LJ, and as Kim said, I'm, I'm one of her friends. I don't know if I'm in the top 10, though. You mentioned you're top working 10 on one that. of your podcasts. Yeah,
0: you're working I mean, on a top 20. To, like, you haven't given me a gift or anything. So you're in the top 20, but you have to, like, wow. do something. You have okay. to. You have what do you give someone who has a Porsche? It's really, it's difficult, isn't it? A free car wash? I don't even know. Okay, Yeah, give
1: me some Audible tickets. I don't know what's going on. But But hey, everybody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's my friend LJ, and she is also a part of our volunteer team. And I
1: think you're gonna be part of our Club Chaos, right? You I am now in childcare and yeah. whatever you guys have. I just All I right. just hang out with well, you. she just
0: hangs out. So we're yeah. about to
1: start planning our conference, which
0: the committee for that is called Club Chaos. So it gives you indie indication yeah. <laughs> of what the pre-planning looks like. And one of the workshop presenters for our conference will be on November second. Is a wonderful woman named Emily. She is here. She's a psychotherapist, and she is going to introduce herself.
2: Thanks, guys. It's so great to be here. This is such a fun table already. It started, so I'm glad to be here and just looking forward to whatever conversation ends up popping up. But so you know a little bit about me. I'm a licensed counselor. I started um, a counseling practice that I call Inner Freedom Initiative, and it's Mm. all about changing the stigma of the word counseling. I think there's this negative stigma that's been there, and I want people to know that when you come see a therapist or even when we go to church when we're seeing mm. something we're seeking freedom mm. it's inner freedom is what we're looking for you're not looking for a stigma to be changed or right. a diagnosis right. or what right. does the world say about me you're looking for an area of your life to help set you free i believe god wants to do that for people and as a therapist i hope that i get the privilege to help people in that journey
0: yeah i, I if this was videoed I would just fall on the ground I feel like I just got slaved. like
2: you know like hell yes hallelujah.
0: Freedom. yes freedom <laughs> oh that's so good because one of my favorite scriptures is Galatians 5 1 It's for freedom that we've been set free by Christ Amen. and that it's for us to never be burdened again never be in the yoke of slavery yeah. and it's all the things that Christ died for that le- puts us in slavery yes. and we've been set free to be free
2: yeah and
0: that's why I love therapy because therapy is unburdening right Right, it's an unburdening. Right,
2: and you would do anything to help unburden a friend. Yes. and But you don't give yourself that same right. opportunity that when you know that your friend is in bondage, is in um, turmoil, is in trauma, is struggling, in crisis, we will stop everything we're doing to help them. But when you emotionally have mm-hmm. areas in your life where you are feeling in bondage or you have emotions that um, you're struggling to feel, things that we're supposed to feel like joy and peace, right. um, all of these fruits of the Spirit, that the, that the the gift that God has given us, those are things that, that we're supposed to be living our life having. But when you have areas of your life where you feel entrapped, mm. that I, I don't think that that, God died, that Jesus died on the cross for my sin for me to experience this. For them, yes, right. she can experience joy, but not me. Mm-hmm. I don't get joy. And when there's areas of your life where you say that, where you have an emotion, where you can say, I don't get to experience that, to me, that's emotional bondage. Yes, it is. It is. Have you found certain personalities
0: more fall in to what you just described about the type that so wants to be there for the friend, but they self-neglect?
2: Let's um, see, certain types of personalities. Um, I mean, I just think it's the this gap that, or this void in your own life that you want filled so desperately so bad. And there's this compensation that we feel when we can help somebody else get a need met that we struggle to get met in our own life. But we struggle to be able to say that that's my need. That's something that I have that I want. We can bring a meal, but we don't know how to ask for one. Right,
0: right, absolutely. Yeah, is that a struggle for you, LJ?
2: Well, I was
1: just thinking about that. You know, if, if you're struggling for yourself, but you're helping someone else, that, that may fill you up temporarily, because I know I've volunteered before, and by helping someone else, I'm elated for about an hour. Yeah. And then after that, you come down from that high. Yeah. You know, why do we do that to ourselves? I mean, if we, we recognize we need that, why not just do it? Why not just help? What's the
2: wall? Uh, Yeah. And it makes it, we make things way more complicated than they need to be. When I was on staff at a church, one of the things that um, that I noticed is that people are so desperate for seeking freedom and healing that when they're brand new to the church and you have one of those connection cards where you're asking people if you want, you can sign up for Mm -hmm. certain things, they will check. Every single thing. That's me. The Wednesday night group, right. and then I'm gonna serve on the serve day, and you sign up. But it's hard to follow through. But it's because their heart is in a posture of wanting something in my life to be set free, and I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to try and do everything, and I think there's this mentality that we have that's very deed-oriented, that I want to do things to earn my freedom, to earn um, life Mm -hmm. in Christ, that all these other beautiful Christians around me, that they, they smile in their pictures, and I want what they have, which means I have to do these things to earn it. And I think the first step is getting that mentality. It's almost this detox of deeds where Mm -hmm. you're getting out of, I don't think you're fully understanding and grasping this gift that's been given to all of us because we want to earn it so badly. Right. Does that
0: help? Yeah. You're actually like, all this is so much of my passion. And I need to do more work on it because I get so upset I can't. Bring the right words, Hmm. because I see the level of pain, and and this is what my anger is at the enemy, because when you believe you have to go through life proving your worth, yeah, and you're you're living for people if you're doing that, right? And I know the freedom I have in Christ. I know I don't have a right. I can't change someone. I don't do things to change someone. But it hurts me to see someone I love Mm -hmm. who. Because they were taught to not pay attention to themselves, it was always by other people, which I know is good intention on parents. But when you overpraise a child for sharing, when you're always about think about your brother and not yourself, right. it 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 breeds, it becomes ingrained in people, and it actually, and not a lot of things hurt me because honestly, I want people to have their own journey. It physically hurts me to see someone not experience Christ mm-hmm. because they're still believing they have to earn something. In that he came, so we don't have to think that, right?
2: Right. It's so it's the upside down kingdom. It's not right. what we believe to be true. That's we right. We like to earn things. Right. We like our participation trophies because it says that we were a part of the process. Right. We don't know how to accept free gifts.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I I tell people this a lot that when I was drinking and drugging, people kept coming to me. And saying kim like you're worth more than this you are worth so much more than this god died for you sent his son for you he left the kingdom he left heaven he left his father to come on this earth you're worth so much well one day i believed it and i said to yes, that and then they said okay now stop thinking about yourself and go get on a committee mm. go earn
2: right right
0: go earn your status well a minute ago i was so worthy he was he was gonna go after the lost sheep. He was gonna go yes. fight against any lie for me and send his son for me. The minute I said yes, everyone was like, You gotta get on every committee, you gotta do everything you need to do, and you better earn it.
1: Right. Such a contradiction. I just spun you around. Yeah. Complete
0: one eighty. Yeah, it's just it's just not it's just not truth. Mm-hmm, and the right. enemy lives in lies. He's the father of lies. Right. And that's why doing stuff shows like this is so important.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope whoever's listening today starts to challenge and question their identity that it's not who the world says that you are. The first question you ask someone doesn't need to be, Hi, what's your name? What do you do for a living? It's, right. Who are you? Or right. if you're married and have kids, that's the oh, next part that yes. makes it about identity. Yes, that's yes. True. right. Yes. And your job.
1: Yes,
0: yeah, his job, it's job, it's marital status, as if that's your identity, mm-hmm. it's what you do, mm-hmm. right?
2: Yep. And some of you today are feeling that bondage of feeling like I am who the world says I am. And there's so much more.
0: So much more. more. How did you come to this? Because, you know, no one wakes up and says, wow, I want to experience the freedom I've been set free for. Mm. This is the day. Yeah. Right, like things happen and we get to that point. Yeah. What happened? What's what's your little bit of your story you think might be relevant to this?
2: Gosh, I feel like I've been on so many freedom journeys. So mm. um, so it's kinda like that basketball game where like you're playing horse and you like get a letter. I feel like I have, like F, R. <laughs> So that's oh, awesome. that's I great! Love that. you know, I can like, see
1: that. Yeah, you
0: said F, I got scared for a second. I know, I did too. I did. Did you? Could I you did. Start thinking that, I, 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 I was like, I took a breath right. deeper
1: than right, <laughs> right, because I played that game. I know that I was one. Like, at least we're not videotaping this, <laughs> right? Way. Right, but right. we're with freedom. This yes. is good. Freedom. This is good. Yeah. I'm
2: slowly, been earning that, but mm. so for me, it started when I was younger. When my dad committed suicide, that was when my mm. world mm. turned upside mm-hmm. down. Nothing made sense. I was the oldest. I have one younger sister and my mom went through her own turmoil of dealing with that. I think my my parents both had their own marital struggle during that time. I think they were separated, divorced. Um, It's very hard to know the specifics because people don't like, me being a child, people don't like to tell talk mm. about the trauma mm. that I would love to know more details about right right um, but everybody disagrees on different things that happened and the way that they happened, and everyone's trying to explain mm. it to make it make sense and it mm. wasn't until I was older gosh I wish I could say it was 20 years ago but it was probably just a couple years ago right. that I recognized that um that mental illness doesn't always make sense. That's right. That it right. doesn't always have to have a mathematical equation mm. to it. And I really went into psychology, the field, the study, being a therapist because I saw that there's that people can be mathematical equations, that right. we have these variables and they can turn out to equal things, and that when Jesus comes in, we can change the equation and we can turn out to have this bitter, better number at the end and so that's kind of what brought me in was this understanding and i don't know who's listening today but maybe you're in a place where the world doesn't make sense right that you probably have had your own experience like i have where everything around you love didn't make sense how could someone love me and leave me mm. how do i understand a parent um that that just that wanted that thought it was better to have life that I would be better off without them. I don't know how to interpret Mm. a world like that. There were so many things for me, and I feel like question after question after question um, got me to a place where um, when I got older, I I still wanted to answer these questions. I wanted answers. I think, and I help other clients with with trauma because um, I help them with what helped me. We make answers our savior. We want answers to be the savior to Mm. our life. If I can only find the answer for why he did this, then I will be at peace. And we want answers to be our savior. And I think it was that journey um, that really actually changed. I didn't get what I had asked for. I didn't get the answers that I had been praying for. Mm. But what I did get is I got a God that met me and said, I can be a father. I can show you what that is supposed to be, mm. and I can show you what what life you get to still have. Um, so many, so many things I could I could mm. talk about that for, for a really long time. Fast forward into a later part of my life, and and being married, having my own life, having my own marriage, having my own kids, and it was about the same age for me that my dad went through his crisis. That all of a sudden these feelings within me came up and it was like i was like this is how old he was Uh, Mm. and i had never experienced that level before Mm. then catapult that on top of um having um, a celebration a wedding to go to that is back in in that state where his grave is and i i'm on the other side of the country from where my father's grave is so i love out of sight out of mind I don't have to think about it that never happened to me people don't ask we don't live in the same town nobody knows that part of my story Mm. um but having to go there being faced with that being about the same age it was like this perfect storm of everything falling together and I I had my mental breakdown Mm. now this is not I had a mental breakdown, and then I got better, and then I decided to be a therapist. I am a therapist, right? And I had a mental breakdown. Yeah, me too. I did not. <laughs> yes, I hear you. Yes. <laughs> I did not know what to do. Yes. I didn't know how to tell people. In our marriage, my husband and I have had our own struggles, and that was before this one. And when we had a struggle in our own life, I said we can't tell anyone. Mm. That was the biggest disservice I did to our marriage. Mm-hmm. That both of us did is. Uh, I was working on staff at a church, he was struggling with something, it came to light. My world completely, again, I felt like I was seven years old and my world didn't make sense. Someone who said they loved mm. me totally hurt me. Mm. I didn't know how to interpret anything. Right. And I said, we can't tell anyone. If people find mm. out that we're struggling, no one's going to want to get help from someone right. who doesn't have a perfect right. life. No one's gonna want to um, come to me and think that God's intervening in our in our mm-hmm. life when when I have things going on in, in our marriage. It was a really difficult time. Then you go into uh, you know just not healing that area of our marriage did a mm-hmm. real disservice to us. I don't mm-hmm. know if you listeners are are listening to some of this because I hope it connects with you that one of my big stances and I write it in, in my book is. Any area of our life where we experience hurt is an area we need to experience healing. That's in. right. That's we right. can't like just that. wipe things under the rug and hope that it goes away. That we need healing, and if you don't healing, will will scream itself into existence. Mm-hmm. It will say, "I need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. I need to be dealt with," mm-hmm. and it'll probably happen on a timing you don't want it to. Right. That's, and that's right. what happened to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I- you know, I love what you said about how it, the, the part of us screams and wants some help. I, I always tell people it's kind of like a little kid coming up and grabbing your pants. and go, mommy, 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 mommy. And that's what happens. It gets really, really loud. You get more symptomatic. Things start happening. At yeah. some point, you have to do something to silence the pain. And, and you can't act like it's not there at mm-hmm. some point.
1: Right. And You right. end up screaming back. Yes. Right? right. I mean you, you fuss at the child. So what is that? You yeah. know is that alcoholism? Then is it, is yes. it depression? You know, that's right. you screaming back. Right, right. You're mad. Yeah. You're angry. Yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. like feeling. Right. (laughs) Well, you had mentioned your book about that. I mean, do you, what do you talk about in your book specifically?
2: So I put together this book and it was during a time of recovery for me that I started writing and I started writing different things out because I wanted to meet couples in the middle of where they're at. And I've had people that aren't married read this book and they've been able to see that the, the same principles apply. I just use the imagery of marriage, but really any area of your life, if we all have relationships where we've experienced hurt and we need to experience healing in. Right. Now, healing doesn't always mean reconciliation, even though I wish it. I want it, mm-hmm. I pray for it. There's so many people in my life mm-hmm. that I, I wish we could have heaven on earth moments and we can mm-hmm. have that reconciliation here. But healing isn't always dependent on reconciliation. I learned that super hard with, um, mm-hmm. with things with my dad because mm-hmm. I'll never be able to reconcile mm-hmm. um, the hurts that mm-hmm. I feel um, when I think about him. Mm-hmm. But so my book is uh, Through the Storm, Helping Marriages Find Healing After Hurt because I want people to mm-hmm. have hope after hurt that we experience hurt and we immediately say, I'm out of here. Mm, Now, what that looks like in Mm. the book, I talk about is marriage. But the reality is we all do this. Yeah. The moment, just like that screaming tantrum, when, when we hear the nagging on our leg and the little scream, yeah. scream, scream, all we right. say, if I change my mm. scenario, if I change my environment, if I pack my bags and I leave this world, or I pack my bags and I leave this state, mm. I leave this job, I just want my surroundings to change and my surroundings changing mm. will inevitably in our head be right. what is our savior because right. like we talked about right. at the beginning, we want deeds to be our savior. We right. want to do right. something to make it better. Mm-hmm. Right. Healing doesn't always require that's right acts. That's right. It's it's healing over mm-hmm. the, the way things have happened. Mm-hmm. The brain needs to heal. And I, I think about it very much like a, like a computer. We know how a computer works. A computer when it goes into overdrive, it shuts down. It mm-hmm. has to go through a restart. Your brain needs to do that. Hurt in a marriage, hurt in relationships in your life, I believe are very similar to trauma Mm -hmm. on your brain. And so I put seven steps, I've tried to make it succinct as possible, and I put together seven survival steps is what Mm -hmm. I call them for how to survive, how to get through um, hurt after hurt has been caused either by you or mm-hmm. somewhere in your marriage and you are doing a disservice to yourself anyone mm-hmm. if you believe that you are above causing hurt to your spouse or receiving hurt
0: or deserving of the hurt yes yes. Oh, yes good point mm-hmm. good point mm-hmm. yeah. yeah absolutely and it sounds mm-hmm. like even with the the seven steps like you're helping people get current yeah because it is proven that You know, whoever hurt you the most as a child, you'll grow up and marry that person or they'll become your boss or you'll take that that pain into the the mental health, to the um, doctor's community. I mean, there's so many things that happen whenever it's unresolved. We will recreate it as adults and without being aware of that, because you're trying to have a different ending, a better ending, without awareness of that, you will actually just hit replay. Yeah and go from person to person, job to job, doctor to doctor, therapist to therapist, and just recreating the exact same thing, not knowing you're seeking, you're seeking healing, you're seeking a different ending, but you're doing the same thing.
2: Right, Right. and so I talk about it in terms of sitting at the same table is a section in the book, and that's something we can all grow from, where we're just, uh, because there's this hierarchy that happens in relationships when hurt has been caused, Mm -hmm. that we sit at the same table, but the person who's holier than the other person mm. sits at a, a higher pedestal. Mm-hmm. And one person is sitting at the floor eating from a dog bowl. And so you're <laughs> you're not at the same table. And so when we talk about healing hurtful relationships in our life, whether that is a friendship for you or mm. a marriage for you or whatever, you have to think of, am I putting this person at the same table as me at the same level? Or do I look at them as being less worthy of mm. God's love than me? Right. Right. It changes your perspective on how you interact with people Mm -hmm. when we're all sitting at the same table at the same level. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And knowing that, no, everyone deserves to be at the same table.
2: God's table, yeah. Yeah, it's
0: God's table. And it's just such a great visual. It's not yours. Yeah, it's not your table. And it's not the kids' table. table. It's not 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 the kids' table either. It's God's table, right? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I'm okay being at the kids' table. Well, I there based on so. my behavior I think I might need to still be there, but I definitely get your point all day. Yeah, that's great. So if I wanted your book, do I go to your website do I go to Amazon? Where would I get it?
2: You can get a signed copy if you get it from my website at emilyrosefunderburk.com. but you can also get it on Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble anywhere that online books are sold. right You can grab a copy and I hope it changes people's lives I hope it meets them where they are and kind of takes them on a journey of hope and healing
0: right and just knowing like that you know loss of a child loss of a parent especially when you are a child to lose a parent in such a tragic way that's so difficult to understand not only that people don't react to that the same way they would if your dad had died of cancer right and that's very very painful and I do hope that changes as we are more open about about this that if you can heal from that you can jump into the pain and as you said, like, it's a stillness. You just get uncomfortable. It's not like you, there's a to-do list. Right. It is about not running right. and sitting with it, even if it's just for a minute. Yeah. And that you've done that enough minutes, it's become a new life for you. Hmm. It's become a life of compassion for you. Yeah. And that's, that's exceptional. Thanks. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, anything in closing you want to say to our wonderful guest, LJ?
1: Well, I one, I'm gonna go get your book. As soon as we're done. <laughs> um, I wanna see those seven steps. I love the I love the table analogy. I I, yeah. I think it's great I mean I love dogs but I don't wanna be on the floor eating with them. Sounds but okay. and <laughs> you know, the kids table too. But I, I think that makes <laughs> sense and I think um beyond the marriage, you know, just our other extended family relationships, I'd you know, definitely use that. But yeah. I just enjoy listening to your story mm. and um, hope we can talk with you some more later oh, yeah. on. This is,
0: this is too short. This yeah. is way too short. Yeah. But you do your own podcast, do you not? Don't you have yeah, your so own I've thing? Yes, I've just
2: started Inner Freedom Initiative. I'm doing all types of different things on there, just trying to bring emotional awareness. Um, right. So you can check that out on iTunes, um, okay. Inner Freedom Initiative. And right now the first seven episodes are um, seven areas of emotional bondage in your life, and we tackle each one. Wow, that's great. Um, Um, So definitely check that out. Is there a Facebook
0: page or anything that I can see videos? Is there anything like that available for Um, me? Yeah,
2: do Emily Rose Rose Funderburk LPC. And that's going to be more my business page where I've got some business things and insights. And I put some stuff there. You can also check me out on Instagram. I put things on there as well. Is it the
0: same name under
2: Emily Emily Rose 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 Funderburk? Okay. Yeah, at Emily Rose Funderburk. And then if you want something for fun to do, for fun I do... um, a thing called the words from a friend a hashtag it's a uh, uh, instagram words from a friend and it's just quotes from a therapist said from the tone of a friend oh so that's, that's great just that's trying great to change the stigma as yeah. much as i i want to be a part of the next generation right. of therapists right that bring to light um that it's not scary to see a therapist no. it's healing it's, right. it's okay leaders need therapists right. i need a therapist right. right and don't see
0: a therapist that doesn't have a therapist Amen. Like, oh. I'm, I'm never going to ask somebody to do the work I haven't done or I'm not willing to do. Yes. And so I think that is very, very crucial. And, you know, we put more effort into buying a car than we do finding the right therapist. Right. So do the footwork. Ask people. Know them on org We do have a resource list that's on there if you're looking for a therapist. We just want, just like Emily's heart, it's obvious her heart is gigantic, She's giving you a bunch of free, outside of your book, everything's free.
2: Yeah, my podcast is free. I'm doing a lot of free work here, yeah, guys. Yeah, it's a Just lot of free stuff. trying to set people free. Set people
0: free. That's what it's about. And ICU Talks does the same thing outside of a small fee for our conference where you're, you're going to be a part of. I think it's 20 bucks, $25 for our conference. Outside of that, everything we do for free. I have not been paid in five years. You know, it's not why we do it. We do it because... You know, we don't want anybody to have any any more fear. Like, we're taking it away. We're taking away the financial restraints, everything, just like you're doing, Emily, to help people know. Like, here's an Instagram page you can just go to
2: yeah, and see right. words
0: from a therapist. You can go check out a video, maybe hear the exact thing you need to hear on her Facebook page. Yeah. You know, grab her book from, from, Am- from Barnes & Noble's, from her page. Whatever you want to do, there is a solution.
2: Yes. And I believe that some of that comes from when we do small little f- free things that are seeds. Mm. A lot of that is because all of our hearts know that if we give people a taste of yes. freedom, yes. they will come. Yeah. They will come running and they will right. want to seek more. Right. We just need to give I think that's what Jesus walked around right. and just gave people this taste of freedom. They were in his presence mm. and they said, "I don't know what happened, but I feel changed." Right.
0: Right. Oh. Right, and we need community. We need connection. For some of us, that's there's been too much pain in our connection, and so that connection might be one person. It might be your therapist where it starts off that it's safe. Yeah. But find a place where you can connect. Find a church where um, they don't all look perfect, act perfect. You know, there there are places you can go and just be loved on. So please find that.
2: Please, spiritual leaders, do that as well. Yeah. Spiritual leaders, you. It's okay. If I could have said that to my, my younger self, mm. it's okay to be spiritually leading other people and go through times Absolutely. of your life where the enemy Absolutely. is going to bring your weaknesses mm-hmm. to the surface. Mm-hmm. So don't get surprised right. when you have things that you say, I need to go see a therapist. Right. And your therapist is not going to say that something's wrong with you. They're right. not going to judge you. We're going. We want freedom and healing. That's
0: right. That's right. That's right. So find the, the right place, find the right person. You're already on a good track. You found ICU Talks. Again, we're just a loving environment. We accept you right where we are, where you are. This is kind of like being the good enough parent that we all needed. And so please be a part of what Emily's doing and what LJ and I are doing through ICU Talks. So thank you all for tuning in, and we look forward to being a part of this again with you for our next episode. Have a great day.